to The Truth In This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with a noted student activist here, Kimberly Vasquez. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me here. I feel like you've definitely, so people talk about demographics, right? People Mm -hmm. definitely will ask me, so, you know, who's listening to your podcast? Who's on your podcast? You've skewed it down so much because you're like, like 15 or something. You skewed it down so much. I think you're, you're definitely the youngest, but the one of the more, more like, um, impactful guests I've had on. So it's really, really dope to have you on here. Thank you. I mean, um, you know, when I heard about you with um, Jesse DeSantris, um episode, yeah. I was like, what? This is so cool. Like, I've never heard of your podcast. And like knowing um, that you told me also that you were a city alum. I was like, you know what? Like, I need to. <laughs> I need to hear more about this. So, yeah. <laughs> and now we're coming together to make some magic happen. So, um, as I tend to start off with, um, let's, let's hit the vital vital stats. What's your background? And, and tell me about your interest in kind of working within the community and helping the community out. Yeah. So, um, as you said, I'm Kimberly, and I, I, I use she, her pronouns. And um, I am from Baltimore, um, but my family's from Guatemala. Um, so I'm, I'm a Latina, you know. Um, and uh, currently, I am a first year at Goucher College. Um, but as I said, um, well, I mean, I just graduated from city in 2021, so city forever. Um, and, uh, my interest in my community, I think it has to do with like a lot about having immigrant parents. Um, and just like in, in Highland town, I feel like there's a strong connection there. Um, when I think of Baltimore, that's where the place that my mind goes. Um, and, um, with the market, um, with creative Alliance as well, like all the events there too, uh, with the artesana mexicana, that's kind of where my head goes into. And, um, yeah. So, um, I will say like, uh, I want to work here in Baltimore. Um, so like, that's a big reason why I stayed like near Baltimore, you know, and and I'm a commuter. So like I go in Baltimore to like get to my house, back to my house, you know? So, um, I I just want to work here in the future. I don't know how my role is going to like, look like or anything. You you know, don't ask me about that yet. You know, I'll have a answer for you later. Um, but yeah, it's just like my city, you know? So, um, that's, that's a, yeah, that's me. (laughs) No, I, I dig it. And, and being being protective of, of one city and it's like, this is where you're from. This is what, like, I had this quote, um, I think it was in this uh, Gritty Vibes, like, article, maybe maybe another one. But I know I had this quote about all of the cool things that have ever happened to me have been in Baltimore and all of the crappy things that have ever happened to me have been in Baltimore. But I think ultimately it makes me who I am. And you got to be protective of that. And that's what I was kind of hearing from, from you of the community that you're in. Like, I'm not far from Hollingtown and I spent a fair amount of time like over there and then a creative Alliance doing all of that stuff, doing art walks and such. So yeah, definitely shout out to night owl gallery, shout out to Charmington holistics. Um, so what is the student students organizing, organizing a multicultural and open society? And how did you come to lead it when you did? Yeah. So, um, Another term for like uh, organization is SOMOS, uh, and that's usually how we're known as. Um, and we're a student-led organization at City. 
um, that tackle systemic injustices and in, like schools, the, Balt the Baltimore community and recently nationally. Um, so we started back in 2014 um, more as a Latinx cultural club because that was something that was not at City yet. Um, and with the ICE raids that happened in 2016, 2018, around that time, um, we transitioned into more, I guess you could say, activists. Um, and we started hosting uh, Know Your Rights campaigns. Um, and we started getting more in touch with the immigrant community um, outside of City. Um, and um, when I got there freshman year, um, my teacher was Franca Mueller Paz, um, and she was my Spanish teacher. And she, you know, she invited me to one of um, one of the meetings. And I came from like a very small middle school, so like transition transitioning into city and like seeing this like castle on the hill. I'm like, <laughs> what is going on here? Like I, you know, I wanted to find my people, and so I accepted the invitation. And when I got there, I was like literally terrified. I was so terrified and like so inspired too because I saw these these Latinas at the table just voicing their opinions unapologetically. Yeah. And I wanted to be them so bad, like just be me, you know, and like be like, F it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If you don't like me, then like look the other way. Um, but I'm going to voice what I, I'm going to say what I want to say. Um, and so I, I, some people don't believe me in this but i was like really really shy um so <laughs> so yeah so um you know i still hadn't found that within myself um to you know say what i wanted to say i would just like keep it in my head and you know move on with my day um but you know the time came when um they had to graduate and somebody had to step up and right. that person happened to be me so they cut they left a big role to uh to attend to because they they were such uh role models you know like yeah. i'm like i could never be at their level um and actually i was talking to one of um our past members um scarlet and she was like i remember when um you would talk to me so professionally and we were literally students. And she was like, you like, I was like, I looked at you like so highly, like to me, you were, you were incredible. Um, so of course I had to like send you emails, like good afternoon, you know, like <laughs> warm regards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was definitely me. So, um, yeah, I kind of forgot what the question was though. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're good. Yeah. Uh, so you, you, I think, and I think you, you, you keyed in on it though. Like you, you describe what the organization is and you describe like how you came to lead it. Um, so yeah, that's your answer to the question. Yeah. Um, so can you speak on the work that you've done during the pandemic around digital divide? Cause that's, that's, uh, one of the big things that came up in a conversation that I've had around the network and the, and the whole scene here in Baltimore. And I was like, Oh, okay. And so um, you, give me the story. What's the, what's the story there? Yeah. So like, um, just to give you like some context before the pandemic, um, Somos had this uh, big lucha. We call them luchas, um, which is like fights, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we had this big lucha on um, getting English language learners to highly selective schools. Um, and because currently they weren't um, due to the system, they were literally systematically 
denied to get to these schools like City, Poly, Western, um, et cetera. And so we couldn't do that work during the pandemic because our Wi-Fi and like devices and all of that. And we're like, you know what? This, this we have we we were basically like forced to put this on our agenda because yeah. we couldn't get anything that done without it. Um, and actually, uh, Councilman Zeke, he reached out to me and my colleague, Yashira Valenzuela, Valenzuela um, to give public testimony at City Hall. Mm-hmm. And uh, did I mention it was April 2020? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, so, it's so, like a yeah. long time ago. It's really, yeah, it feels like time. it's almost two years ago now. Yes. Um, but uh, our testimony resulted in $3 million um, going towards the Baltimore City Schools um, to cover costs on devices. Um mm-hmm. But as we know, if you have a computer, but you don't have internet, there's only so much you can do. Um, So we decided to contact the main provider in Baltimore, which is Comcast. And um, in May, actually, we um, gave out three demands. And one of them was increasing their internet essential speed. And um, internet essentials is their low-income plan oh, oh they're planned for low-income families sure. um and so we wanted them to increase their speeds because me personally i have this plan and i could not get online like and i have two other siblings and yeah. so we're all on at the same time and we're all have having to be in classes at the same time which you know requires more bandwidth and it just wasn't possible it right. like i was over here using my like cellular data i'm still today using my cellular data to get onto my goucher classes that are virtual right now like it's crazy like it's been like two years um from this um and i'm still like having to you know find nicks and cracks on like how to get here you know what i'm saying um and it's uh it's very frustrating to know that i'm not the only one and that you know i'm even fortunate enough to have a device and even like internet even though it's like not even that good because there are people here who don't even have a device um or don't even have internet you know yeah and i can attest to it to to, from my position of being working remotely right and having that issue and even doing this podcast and you know the majority of them especially during 2020 to to now really have been like this. We're recording this via Zoom and all of that good stuff. And um, I'm not, I'm not that good live, guys. And you're recording via Zoom and all. And I, I will say there was a stark difference in just everyone having to be at home at the same time. You could just see the quality was going down. You would have more of this breaking up of of the feed. So if you're ever trying to record something, you hear the static and this breaking of the sound. It's like, what are we doing? And even with it it was not this acknowledgement that there were some issues. And I think you and your, your colleagues were kind of really causing some of that, like, okay, we got to cop to this. We got to admit that something shady has been going on because I noticed an uptick and I was just like, Oh, suddenly the internet's a little better. Isn't that something? And I just remember switching from the Wi-Fi to a wire connection. But you know, this is always this notion from Xfinity Comcast to really, Hey, just buy a higher plan. It's like, no, how about your plan work the way that it's intended to? Because it always has worked that way up until now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's a good point too. Like they say up to a certain amount of speeds, 
but that doesn't mean you're getting those speeds. Like you're getting way less than that. Um, and, um, you know, before their increase that they did in, uh, March, 2021, um, I was getting the maximum speeds and yet not being able to go like (laughs) in class. And I remember they would ask like, you know, if they could come at my house, I'm like, what are you guys going to do? Like it's going to its speed, but it's just not, it's not sufficient. Um, in order to do the tasks that I need. Um, and you know, that's just like a student perspective. Like there's, there were people, like you said, working from home. There were also, uh, you know, healthcare moved online. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, like even social connectivity, uh, moved more onto online more than it was before. Um, and, uh, having to learn these platforms too, like, you know, like Zoom, like I was, I struggled for a while <laughs> getting a hang of this. Um, and um, also having not just Zoom, but like uh, uh, Microsoft Teams and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, yeah. And, you know, with time, we got the support of like a lot of people. Uh, I, I still like I'm shook, <laughs> but um, we got a lot of uh, support from organiza- organizations across the country um, and um, city people, city council people, uh, school board uh, members, um, and even um, support of the FCC chairwoman, Rosenworcel, which was mm-hmm. exciting. Um, yeah, and I, I, you know, all this pressure building up, you, there's so much you can like defend yourself with, right? And so all this pressure like building up. And people like, you know, actually being like, yeah, you know what? Like, this is not mm-hmm. what it needs to be. And um, I guess like with everything leading up, it, you know, 10 months later, yeah. um, Comcast decides to double yeah. <laughs> their internet essential speeds. Um, and um, it was a big win for us. Um, you know, like these Baltimore teens, yeah. you know, coming up to Comcast door and like finally, you know, them doing something about it um i don't know i i personally i hadn't heard of anything like that before um on like the wi-fi side of things um and it was really you know honoring kind of for our name also to see somos like you know such a you know it adds city to go like you know on the new york times like what like you know so so in that i want to i want to touch on that actually um I've seen that like the the work that you and Somos has done has been recognized um, in in Baltimore and in, in outside of Baltimore in like the New York Times, Reuters, Washington Post. How how did how did that feel? Like like expound on that of really issues that are in in Baltimore because it's 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 broader, but also it's like this is at the root of it's coming from some as you described some teens in Baltimore that are really kind of pushing for this thing, and it's like oh maybe wow. I thought they were just shooting at each other. No, they're actually trying to have some change happen. So how did how did that that feel really to have that level of attention from those types of publications? I'm still shook today. Like I sometimes don't even believe it myself. I sometimes feel like it's a novella, you know, like I grew up watching novelas, you know. That's great. So That's great. I'm looking like when am I going to wake up from this novella? You know what I'm saying? Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like it, it was such a big transition because at first when we were like, um, meeting with Comcast and not a lot of people knew about like what we were trying to do. It was, I remember that like 16 year old girl, 
nerve, like really nervous to tell these people, to tell the vice president um, of the region, like, you know what, your, your internet just sucks. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's not working for me and it's not working for um, other people in Baltimore and not just Baltimore, but other cities who are also majority black and brown, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so going from that to like now, you know, having our attention uh, or like people's attention on like the work we're doing, it just like shows like you should never underestimate yourself. And like, you know, the, the power youth hold, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. You're just so like energized. And I was so thankful um, and honored to have shed like positive, positive light into Baltimore. Cause all we get is negative light. And like, I feel like that's so unfair. Um, and you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of people here who have big dreams and mm-hmm. um, they want to make the city better. You know, every city, you know, can be improved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and uh, another point I want to do that um, Franca actually reminded me a lot during is, um, you know, we are the experts, you know, nobody mm-hmm. can deny you your experience. Um, and I was lucky enough to have the platform to, tell my experience to a broader audience, but, um, yeah, your experience, nobody can take you, take that away from you. That's very true. And it leads me, see, it's almost as if you've read the questions. It it leads me into my next question, actually. Um, so (laughs) I think, and again, touching on, I think that your, your work has gained the attention, like of various publications across the, like the country or what have you, and it gives them a, a peek into what happens in the city. So for the listeners, because we're, we're, we have people listening outside of the city and outside of the country. Um, tell, tell us about your experience in, in living in Baltimore or what have you. What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it taste like? And, and I guess in that, like, what has your experience been li- living here for however long, your 18, 19 years or what have you? Yeah. It's, it's going to be different for mine, I guess. It's been like such a roller coaster. I feel like I've, the time went by so fast, I couldn't even like get a grasp of it, especially yeah. like being in SOMO starting in, in high school, you know, like SOMO, we like do so much work. Like I honestly, I don't even know how I did it all, but like it just occupies all your time. And like, I I'm sometimes feel like saying, you know, I'm still a senior, but I'm <laughs> not no more, you know, <laughs> I'm like away from that now. Um, and, um, yeah, like Baltimore to me, like if I'm being really honest with you, um, I was never really allowed to go out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So like, uh, I think I talked about this earlier, but, um, a big reason why I stayed here was was because I wanted to explore my city, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and also be, um, be involved with people who are already here um, and and go to school um, and, and collaborate with others who want to be future teachers, um, city officials who are going to be co- uh, future community members if not already. Um, this is where I want to work. Um, and um, I, I just um, feel like for right now, for the people who are in um, these powers of decision making, um, for them to support us by like funding us, you know, telling, inviting us to town halls, like 
really just gaining our perspective um because it's really unfair for like decisions on like wi-fi who like impacts you know the youth population for us for them to be like talking about us for us um when it's they never asked you know um yeah i think i think you touched on this this piece (laughs) i think you touched on this piece here where you were saying like only to paraphrase only you are you're, you're the subject matter expert because i'm talking in business right you're, you're the expert on your story or what have you so i think that takes me to this question of why is it important for for you to participate in decision making and community change you know i i feel like it's never it's never too much youth voice you know what i'm saying we should mm-hmm. definitely be at the forefront um, and just to give a shout out to uh, also Baltimore Algebra Project and uh, the Intersection, YAR, NYBO, like all these other organizations, they are awesome. Um, SOMOS, of course, um, I'm always happy to represent SOMOS. Um, and as well, you know, with the new leaders going in, um, I just like with being in SOMOS, I just learned that there's so many people just trying to do better. And we all want to be involved, um, but it's rare that we're giving the opportunity or sometimes that opportunity doesn't come up to us, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, a big part of why I kind of stayed in Somos, apart from, you know, meeting these very luchadoras, um, I, I don't know how to, how to translate that in English. <laughs> no, I, I, I think I get it. You're, you're meeting these people who are, who are fighting for their cause and for the yeah. cause of a larger group of people. Yes. Yeah. The, the big reason why was because I was with people who had similar struggles um, as me or as my family. And we just knew, you know, I, I could share my story and you could connect to me and you understood and um, you could even like, uh, share a story that resembled what I had just said. Um, and so a big part of that is just finding your community, um, which, uh, you know, Somos, I, I, I love Somos to death. Like I could literally talk about Somos the whole day. Um, but yeah. I'm loving to hear the passion. I like- yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm just repeating myself now. It's all like so, 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 so. No, so, but yeah. it, but it's, it speaks to the passion, and yeah. I want to I want to get this from you. And we have like two more questions before we get to those rapid fire questions that are so scary and deadly. Um, so, can you share any like tips or, or tools that you've used in kind of really getting that response? I, I think you, you touched on how. Uh, maybe some some folks who are young folks who want to be involved that aren't always given that opportunity or know how to really get into that spot and feel like they may not even be heard or their opinions and their stories don't matter. So what kind of tips or, or tools do you have? Like, is it just like, yo, I'm a, I know where you get coffee. Change that. Fix that. Eat my Internet speed better. What, do you, what, what is it? What are, the, what are the tools or those tips you would um, want to share with someone who has a similar goal that, that, that you've had? Yeah, so um, I would definitely say collaborating with other existing organizations, you know, seeing kind of whose mission um, uh, resembles what your values are, what you want to do, um, and like, and that serves the, your, your local community. Yeah. Um, I would also say reaching out to city officials. Um, I feel like maybe some, some people um, like are like, you know, they're never going to hear me. I don't know. I feel like at least you could say, 
you have proof that you reached out to them, they didn't see it, that's on them. You know what I'm saying? Right. You can cross that off, cross that off your list. Um, and I, yeah, just sh- share your story. Um, and I feel like, uh, a big part of why my, um, story was shared was, um, because of, uh, the elected officials that were in support of Somos's work, um, and as well, like us reaching out to um, to news. I feel yeah. like news, for one part, it can be like you know, not it's a little sus, you know what I'm saying. Um, but, <laughs> right. but another part, it could actually really like amplify what you're trying to get to, um, and just finding your people. Because um, I feel like I would have never been able to do this by myself, and um, it's. It, you know, when we got invited to talk to uh, Vice President Kamala Harris, mm-hmm. it was very unfortunate that only one of us could um, represent Somos. And it, and it was more than representing Somos. We were representing Somos. We were representing City, Baltimore as a whole. And we right. were literally the, yeah, li- like the only young person in that panel. So basically youth of the nation. Um yeah. <laughs> so, like a lot of pressure right like oh, yeah ooh, so much <laughs> yeah no yeah and so um yeah i i i forgot where i was going with no 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 i, I see you 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 approach things in a very it must be that city education i suppose is like yeah we just have the thoughts and it's like here you go yeah not, not the other school not the other school. <laughs> no, no, get that out of here no. <laughs> <laughs> um so i, I got this one and it kind of ties back into to wrap it up and it also kind of shifts into where these next series of questions for rapid fire go for, for you if someone is on the fence of coming to baltimore and visiting right now granted covid and all of that stuff is still a thing but let's just say in general everyone's safe uh what would you say an interesting trait about baltimore's culture is that you're like you know you guys got to check this out. i don't know what you mess you're missing out i don't know what you're doing so what would you say an interesting trait is from your perspective um so when people ask me this like when when um I- i've had like friends at Goucher, you know, who are from other places and they're like, you know, who, where should I check out? The first thing that comes up into my mind, like the image that gets into my mind is Cocina Luchadora's like logo. <laughs> oh my God. You need to go there. Like the food is awesome. Uh-huh. Going inside that place is awesome. And I also heard on um, that uh, Rosaline actually uh, opened uh, a new um place hecho mm-hmm. in baltimore which i haven't gone yet but i will soon you know what i'm saying like i will very soon and i'm no doubt in my mind that it's gonna be just as amazing as cocina luchadoras mm-hmm. um yeah i i don't know like just the the colors um the environment in there yeah. the staff there is amazing um it just reminds me of uh, my abuelita's home, you know, it's, it feels like home, even yeah. though I know Baltimore's home, you know, it's Baltimore's home too, but as well, going back to my abuelita's house, is just something special in me. Um, and, you know, getting some tacos and then going to Patterson Park for like a little picnic, like that's my thing, you know? Um, so I would definitely say that. Oh yeah. I've, I've had Rosalina on before. Um, she's great. She's great. Um, and yeah, I've, uh, I've had a fair share of tacos there. So, uh, yeah, yeah. And their chata is bomb too. So I think I've had it once. I liked it. Um, I believe I was down a, that was my plug to get my, my Topo Chico. And I, I, I drink a lot of Topo Chico. Uh, 
That's literally my beverage of choice. I hope they're listening. Um, so <laughs> I'm trying to get sponsored. What can I say? <laughs> that and Carhartt. That's all. It's all. It's just Tobo Chico and Carhartt. That's all Rod Lee is about. Um, <clears throat> so now I'm going to get into some rapid fire questions. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Uh, mm, it's going to be something. Finish this uh, sentence. Okay. City. Forever. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I had to throw a softball in and get you kind of okay. <laughs> Um, Do you have any hidden talents? Um, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what's like, what's hidden. You know what I'm saying? Like what defines it? I Can really. Be... Okay, go ahead. Do you have a talent that like only like close friends know of like like you can juggle but we're not talking about juggling right now that seems to be an odd hidden talent or something uh it's like yo i can make like the fire like like barbecue or what have you like do you have something that not too many people would expect from you or know about you that you're like yeah i do that yeah i do that hell yeah i do that um i was like very much like an athlete so soccer is like my thing um but i'm not practicing it right now i'm a little rusty so um if you were to like you know put me on a competition right now i probably would not live up to your standards but before i definitely was um and hopefully in the future hopefully you know with this covid thing i kind of got lazy um but you know (laughs) when i get in form i will definitely be playing soccer again so I mean, I, I can I can see that vibe, a little Patterson Park action, just getting loose over there. On the, I, I see it. I see you. I, the, the most I've done there is play kickball and eat pie time. That's the most I've done over there at Patterson Park. See? Yeah. Um, wh- this is a super broad one, and this is I got I got one more after this one. Uh, what brings you joy? What what's something that puts a smile on Kimberly's face? I've been like really obsessed with um, the Chilean rapper. Um, Anati Hoax, and like, guess who like told me about her? Who? Franca. <laughs> so like everything, <laughs> is, like literally Franca. Everything. She's literally like, I don't know, such an. She's like an angel in my life. Um, Franca's the source. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. And um, we actually learned about her in class um, when we were talking about the Chilean student protests um that were happening in 2019 mm-hmm. and um yeah she's one of like literally i listen to her like daily now so mm-hmm. yeah I, especially antifa dance so i would definitely check that out okay last one i got for you many people i think over the the this this time of covid the last two almost two years um or a little over two years i guess i'm not sure time doesn't mean anything anymore um People have picked up like a new skill or what have you, like um, in in using doing this. I've gotten better at talking with people and uh, having having like longer conversations and so on, and really doing research and things of that sort. What skills have you picked up? At one point, I thought I was going to be a better coder, and that didn't work. And I was just like, nah, screw this. I'm gonna throw this computer somewhere. But what skills have you picked up over the last like couple of years that you're like working on regularly? It's like, hell yeah, I got something new here in the toolkit. Um, definitely public speaking. Like I, you know, I, before this, I was really like nervous to come on here. Um, and that never goes away the nervousness, but I've definitely gotten better at like, 
I used to take like two hours before talking to someone. And I was I would literally go by and like read a whole document, create a whole new document of what I remembered, see what I like had missed out. And, you know, getting before this interview, I, I had to kind of, you know, remind myself a little bit of some details because it's been long. Uh, our work with the digital divide has been long. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say that. And also like with the pandemic, I feel like I kind of started adapting more like walking every day, you know, just mm-hmm. for my mental health, you know, just to space out of this like little room that I'm in with Zoom and everything, you know, it's just kind of relaxing. So yeah, I would definitely say that. Yeah, that's um, that's big. I, I've started doing a walking practice, and some of the uh, artists that I've I've talked to, they kind of do a similar thing, and it it helps. It's like you're seeing the scenery, you're being in nature, you're being able to bring in all these other things. And I'll say, when the beginning of the pandemic, I was literally in this little room all the time and in my my studio. But the thing that was was happening to me was. I was mixing my creative practice with my with my day to day job, and they were bumping up against each other, and it kind of didn't work well. So I was just like, I need to find ways to get out and do both of these in their specific places. They can't be rubbing up against each other. They can't become the same thing. The fun stuff, the on these podcasts and stuff, cannot become work because then you don't want to do it as much. Yeah. So that's that's there. You have it, folks. Um, I want to invite you. I want to thank you for being on the podcast. And two, I want to invite you to tell the fine folks where to check out you, to, to follow you for what have you, social media, all of that good stuff. Uh, feel free to share that if you like, or plug whatever you want to plug. Yeah. So definitely like go follow Somos out, um, at in, on Instagram, I believe it's at Somos, uh, dot city nights. Um, and you can also check me out at, uh, underscore Vasquez dot Kimberly. Um, and definitely be on the lookout for, um, uh, what we're working on right now. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't want to give too much, but, uh, kind of presented to this, uh, to the vice president about creating a program on digital navigators, you know, creating youth jobs and, um, uh, giving them devices and also getting the community connected and uh, adopt skills in the internet. So definitely be on the lookout for that, but, uh, yeah, that's all for me. And I'm like super excited, uh, for what's, come from this and also like for what the future holds there you have it folks um want again thank um camille vasquez for being on the podcast and i'm rob lee saying that there is community in and around your city you just gotta look for it mm-hmm.